You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello! And thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy Liz. And if you are keeping it score at home, this is episode 173, the Till Death Do Us Part edition. Uh-oh. Um, hey, before we get into it, um, would you like to air some grievances before we, we officially uh, kick off the podcast? The, the form is yours. All right, one grievance is with the uh, the MTSA slash LMSA Wolfpack Survivor Football Pool, which counts ties as losses. Um, All right, so bo- but that money went to the children, so I'm fine with it. And for those I'm of you who don't know it. what we're talking about, shame mm-hmm. on you! You were all invited uh, to join the uh, Manchester Township Soccer Association's <laughs> annual survivor pool for the low, low price of $20, which, uh, I'm going to be honest, is is a bargain. It is a be- bargain. Because I feel like uh, that we were roped in to a much higher stakes version of that in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There was definitely bigger money in the past. I'm still involved. paying off the cash advance uh, on my credit card that I had to take in order to get into pool. <laughs> I'm way more cool with losing 20 bucks on a tie than I am 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, right? Right? Because it's just like, hey, if you would have came to me and was like, hey, man... Uh, I'm asking for 20 bucks so we can get the kids some new soccer uniforms and shit. I would have been like, cool. Right. <laughs> right. Without having to put in all of that emotional time and energy of, of watching the game. I would have and... been like, hey, man, we're not that tight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's in it for me? <laughs> well, that would I think that might have broken his heart. I think that might have broken his heart. <laughs> you know, in addition to in addition to real time, uh, uh, real time relations that you guys have had. You guys have met in real life, right? Yeah, we've hung out. We've got along. Yeah. And you know what? I'll I'll say this much: the DeSantis brothers are emotional a lot, but I think Josh might be the most sensitive. You know, so I would never say anything to, you know. He's the he's the most emotionally developed. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I never. When you put it that way, that is correct. That, that's yeah. correct. I, think I would never want to say anything that would that would run afoul of him. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's all in it's all in good humor. Um, who knows? Maybe they're revisiting that now. But I I don't know. There were enough people that got knocked out of that pool on that. that I, I don't uh, think you can go revisit after. I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. All right, good to good to know. Yeah. Glad everything worked no, out. No, I'd hate a to have of people probably pick the Saints. I'm happy. So <laughs> I'd hate to have that hanging over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, hey man, my podcast partner's really pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on this grudge for two months now. <laughs> we do the annual, you know, thankful for, and then it gets around yeah. to Josh. Um, 
And he's like, uh, I'm thankful Liv's not here yeah. uh, because he's an unappreciative <laughs> bastard. And he doesn't understand that it's for the kids. <laughs> hey, man, if it's for Cole, I'm fine with it, man. Oh. Although uh, they lost, they they lost a scrimmage the other day. They got. Ah, uh, uh, I feel like I wasted my twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was my dad said it was not a very good showing, but who um, did they lose a the scrimmage? I hope it was a competent team. Not like I think it was a young. I think it was a younger team. Ooh, ooh. yeah. But my my insight was that it was their first week back at school at school and all these kids are like not only do they go back to school they go they they're still doing like Jack Cole goes to goalie camp and this kid probably still has football practice and like kids just don't do one thing they're exhausted come Friday night Yeah plus how old is Cole now 10 Like yeah he's moving up in a different grade shit's changing man your interests are getting yeah, there's a lot more going on at 10 years old than there is at 8 years old. 10 is, I'm going to guess, 5th grade, right? Yeah, that's 5th grade. Yeah. That's one of those bridge years, man. That is that is a lot going on. I had, yeah. I, I think I had, no, not in 5th grade. I had a, I had a quote-unquote girlfriend in 6th grade. Um, okay, fifth, but it's like grade. a bridge. That's the thing, yes, though, you know? correct. Right. You're not, you're not. You're not running around being a little shithead, but at the same time, um, you don't have all your f- faculties working at, at full. Yep. Your, your body's getting geared up for, for changes. That but you got to tell Cole, man. He's got blocked that shit out. He's got focus on his soccer. That's true. He <laughs> let up like eight goals or something like that. That's unacceptable. Uh, he's the goaltender? Oh, yeah. The goalie. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. He's usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, so... I'm sure they'll bounce back. It was just a scrimmage. Who cares? Yeah. Those don't count. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, go Wolfpack. That's my favorite. Um, was it middle whatever township? <laughs> <laughs> Manchester Township uh, Soccer Manchester Association. Manchester Township Soccer Association team is the Wolfpack. <laughs> well, listen. One. To be honest, I, I, I at some point I hope it will be tied with the dream. Because that is Emma's uh, Manchester Township Soccer Association. Oh, okay. Well, whenever they hit me up for money, I'll start (laughs) rooting for them. (laughs) Uh, uh, Very good. Very good. Um, So lots going on here in Asbury Park. Not all for the better. Not all for the better. I got some some podcast fodder um, for for next episode, but I'm going to save that because uh, I've been sitting on a... Uh, I don't want to say it was a stressful social event, but it was a stressful social event that I am coming on the heels of. Okay. I I attended a wedding, my cousin's wedding, uh, a week ago, and there there are two major issues with... Being a, I used to love weddings. I was like honored if I was invited to a wedding, and like forget it if you asked me to be in your wedding. I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And then, yeah. I mean, I performed wedding ceremonies. To me, that's like that's the you know that's the ultimate. But even just invite me to a wedding, and I was like, this is awesome. Open bar. I'm a 
good dancer. Usually I don't have to drive. I can stay in a hotel. Um, Where was the wedding going to be at that you were? It was local. Or, or am I jumping a gun? Yeah, I'll no, no, you, it's a yeah. local wedding. My, my family's all local, but okay. it's the... It's the side, it's my dad's side of the family who, um, growing up, we were close enough to, but it wasn't the close side of the family. It wasn't the family we did Thanksgiving with, it wasn't the family we did Christmas with, it was, it was just my dad's family. Yeah. Right? Uh, after his parents both had passed away at various stages of, of adulthood, um... I think there might have been more intersection with that side of the family. Like, the kids were a little older, and there might have been, like, graduation parties. And uh, we kind of took off, we took the holiday thing off the table, and it just became a gathering. I feel like there were more, more interactions with that side of the family as a whole, as I was uh, an adult. Because yeah. his his parents were divorced, and oh, uh, your dad's parents were divorced. Yeah, I, that's kind of crazy back then. Well, technically, yeah, it, that's the thing. Is technically, I don't know if they were actually ever divorced, but they had separated. They had separated. They were estranged for as long. There as There might have been good Catholics who wouldn't technically get divorced or something. Huh? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that. I always remember there would be, you know, maybe my grandfather would come visit one time and my grandmother would come visit one time. And then maybe sometimes we'd go to my grandmother's house and and she would have, you know, an uncle or two over with their kids, etc. But it's a big, crazy Sicilian family. Yeah. And I emphasize the crazy part. So there was always... Trust me, I know. There, there was always just a lot. It always seemed like this was my perception was that there there was always a, a lot of drama. Yeah, and, and it there's always being Sicilian. I can tell you this: one constant theme is underlying tension. Yes, <laughs> yes, and not only with that nuclear family, but their extended family. So yeah. there, I always we did things when I was a little little kid with my dad's extended family, and I I was probably five or six. But even as a five or six year old, I remember sitting in this, in these houses of the of the great grand my great grandmother and her kids and their sibling and their uh, spouses and the cousins and the second cousins and it's a whole big thing. And I, even as a little kid, like a five or six year old kid. I remember looking around going, man, this place is fucked up. <laughs> you know, and, and it probably wasn't like, it probably wasn't intuitive. I was probably stumbling in on conversations of two people talking shit about another person in the other room yep. and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but as we got older and the, and, the, and the family dynamic shrunk to be, you know, more the nuclear family, my dad and his brothers – um, you know, wanting to get together with them, I remember more of those more of those gatherings. But still, it's it wasn't it's not the side of the family that like you know we we get together with often. So the youngest cousin in that family, who's who's about thirty, uh, maybe a little older than thirty, um, was getting married. He's the last one to get married, and I. 
had every intention of bailing on the wedding for 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 two reasons because there's two significant stressors when it comes to to weddings these days. One is a very practical and one one is a very practical reason one uh is is a is a more impractical uh, emotional reason. And the practical one is when you're fat going to formal gatherings is a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Because you True. have one suit with one shirt and they are always ill-fitting. Right? Yeah, because... but haven't you but haven't you lost a bunch of weight recently? All right. Okay. So, I'm going to get to that. All right. Get to that. I mean, I think I know what your problem there is going to be, which is my problem with stuff right now. Generally speaking, <clears throat> that's my mindset. Yeah, okay. so you kind of have a negative mindset going into any formal event basically. Yep. yep. So, I'm thinking about not going, and I'm thinking about not going. But then I hear through the grapevine that uh, one of my cousins, like, no-showed, no-RSVP'd on, like, a shower or something, like the bridal Uh shower or whatever. And uh, my Aunt Ida, who is my dad's youngest brother, he's got uh, a younger brother, Charlie. Who, who recently passed away, he and my dad are like Irish twins. Yeah. I think there's like 15 months between them, maybe. Okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's 18 months. They were only one grade apart in school. Charlie has uh, two kids, one who is my age. He's my, my grade, my age, my year. is a couple months behind me. And we grew up very close. He would come and stay at my house um, for the summer, uh, you know, a week or two, and I would go to his house for the summer for a week or two, and well, you know, it's my dad's younger brother. He's very close with. with How far away brother. did they live from you? Uh, only about a half an hour. Okay. Only about you know relatively close. Yeah. Um, then my dad has twin brothers, Ronald and Donald. <laughs> Ronald and Donald. <laughs> my dad's brother actually was Ronald, and my mother had a brother named Donald. You know, but they weren't related like they that. were related no no these were twins straight yeah. up fraternal Ronald twins Donald. so um that i guess made it made it a little better because they were fraternal and then there's um my aunt angela who all you need to know about aunt angela is that regardless of your age regardless of your station and regardless of your position in life when you greet when you are greeted by aunt angela she will smack you on the lips with a hello kiss. <laughs> yeah. My uh, godmother was uh, like, she was technically uh, my cousin, but she was like 20 years older than me. She was always like that. hated always seeing her because it was always like the big wet kiss, you know? Yes. Yeah. Scrabs a face and yep. then smoochy. And, and she's not like this old matronly, you know, uh, cherubic woman like she's the youngest of my of my brother of my of my so like not siblings. that much older than you yeah in the grand a, scheme of things yeah yeah she's definitely by this point in her late 50s early 60s or whatever yeah not that's not that much older than you in the grand scheme you're of right things. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely yeah. right like i'm not a little kid um yeah and it drives my brothers crazy 
I bet you it drives Jeremy the craziest. <laughs> it does. It does drive Jeremy the craziest. It does drive Jeremy the craziest. Uh, within that dynamic, um, there's there's one, two. Besides my brothers and sisters, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six cousins. Six cousins uh, of those five kids. Uncle Don. Um, lives in Mexico with his husband Freddie. Okay. Uncle Don was uh was late to announce that he was gay. But not late to be gay. Okay, let's say he was closeted for a long. Not so closeted that nobody wondered who his friend was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for for whatever whatever familial and personal reasons, it was not something that he openly you know discussed or embraced uh, until one point, I guess, in you know in his middle age or whatever. My my thought was that it was, it was always that time period, and you know his 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 you know relations with his his parents or whatever, with his mom and his dad or whatever that would be the probably the most obvious reason uh, yeah it's you know, difficult the, man at that time period and then at some point he just said i don't care and then had a at that point it wouldn't have been even in the civil union days so it was just his partner yeah partner mike uh and then mike passed away and then uh after a while he he met freddie and got married legit got married moved down to 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 mexico and uh, so he's got no kids, but everybody else has, has relatively, uh, you know, small families, a boy and a girl, a couple boys or whatever. So um, I don't I don't necessarily want to go. But I feel kind of this underlying obligation to go. And that's solidified when my aunt. Um, my aunt Ida, who is the mother of the groom. Apparently, a couple of the cousins didn't show up or, or didn't RSVP to the, um, to the, to the shit baby shower or the, the wedding shower or whatever. And she was like, oh, you know, whatever. They're a bunch of losers. So I don't want to be grouped in with, with that segment of the cousins. And I was glad I went because there were, there were, we were the only family. Oh, wait, my sister wasn't there. But she just had a baby. Oh, okay. So she gets a pass. So she gets a pass. But we were fully represented. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we got fully represented. But that still didn't ease ease the burden of, of, of having to go to this wedding. Because, as I mentioned, the first is a practical... Is a very practical impediment. And it's, it's that you never have anything to wear... In a formal setting. Yep. But you're right. I've lost to at the time of the wedding, which was about a week and a half ago. Uh, I'm gonna say I had lost 75 pounds. Man, jeez. So now that's over the course of 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 probably 10 months at this point. So it's a steady, legitimate weight loss. Yeah, that's. What are you down to? That's crazy. Two two twenty five. Okay, that's impressive, man. I'm now down to two twenty five, which still 
makes me obese. <laughs> I still have 25 more pounds to go before I'm just considered overweight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fighting the good fight. I'm fighting the good fight. And um, I've started to overturn... I'm sorry. I've started to turn over my my wardrobe. And I'm talking about going from size 44 pants to size 36 pants. See, that's the biggest pain in the ass is turn over the wardrobe. Yes. So I've had this Brooks Brothers suit that I've been wearing for, I don't know, so many years. And as I start to lose a little weight... You know, because it's incremental. I'm losing about 10 pounds yeah. a month. So the suit's getting a little bigger, and it's getting a little bigger, and it's getting a little bigger. Finally, it just doesn't fit me anymore. I have to go to the tailor and say, just take this suit in. It's a Brooks Brothers suit. It's a good suit. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of it because you know how much money you paid for a Brooks Brothers suit. Correct. Yeah. So they take it in, but at this point, I look like I look like a an English lord circa 1954 where the style of the suit was very baggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the pants ballooned. Yep. And, you know, they were straight, long, you know, uh, pant legs. They weren't necessarily bell-bottoms, but they were wide, boot-cut. Yeah. Um, and it's getting to the point where this suit is, is starting to look ridiculous. Yeah, so, because once you lose so much weight, there's only so much they can do when they... Yes. Taking the suit, yes. Exactly. Exactly. They get, they're better off just taking the material, cutting it up, and making yeah. a new suit. Like if you got pants from when you were fat, you know, and you lose, like you go from like a 42 to like a 36, like even if they fix the waist, it's still going to look baggy on you, you know? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I, um, I decide, and I do, you know, what any person would do who has, you know, steadily and and consistently lost weight over a 10-month period with plenty of time to plan. I jump online and I um, stress buy two suits from Perry Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, right. Totally, totally taking a shot at what my new suit size is. So I get these two suits that that come in the mail, and I'm gonna have to get them tailored because they're, um, you know, they're the the kind direct from the factory. Yeah. They just send you the pant. They send you the pant waist, but the legs are 56 inches long. So I put these. I I try the suit on. Luckily, they were too small because the first one um, was an iridescent blue. And it wasn't until after I ordered it that I think that I should look up what iridescent means. <laughs> and this is straight out of Miami Vice. It's yeah, like yeah. This oil. It's like shimmering, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's like a it's like a Tennessee Titans oil midnight bluish kind of deal. Like you're looking like a mobster or something. Yes. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, but it doesn't fit. I, I, I ordered a size too small. What'd you order? What? 46. I went with 46. a 46 chest. Okay. Where I needed to be in a 48. So yeah. I, because I went, you know, what I did was I went by the, by the pant size. 
Oh, okay, yeah. I always right. have those issues. I've always had those issues with suits because my top never really matches my bottom, you know? Yes. So what I remember going back to when I was buying suits in high school is that I would get an athletic cut. Yeah. So, so a normal suit has six inches between the chest and the waist. An athletic cut, I believe, has eight. So if you get a 46 jacket, your pant is 40 on a regular cut. If you get a 46 jacket on athletic cut, your pant is, I think, a, a 38. So luckily I didn't have it because I would have been forced to wear it because I would have spent the money to buy this suit and and not be able to use it in time. So luckily I send it back. I get the credit back on on my account, and then I just go out and I buy um, a couple pairs of dress slacks because I have a blazer, like a seersucker blazer, um, that will do do the trick for this wedding, and it'll actually be perfect because it's it's an outdoor wedding on uh, on the on the shore. So that all worked out fine, and I felt relatively good about that. And I got to wear brown shoes. That's the other thing about about being under. Uh, under, um, what I'm looking for, understocked. Oh yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the wardrobe department, is that you can't get too creative. So everything is basic colors, and therefore everything is black shoes. Yeah. But being being a fashion, uh, being a sl- the slave to fashion, I am. I realized that all the cool people uh, wear brown shoes. In the summer with their suits. <laughs> that means you got to have a cool color suit um, or some type of blazer pant combination, you know? Yeah. So it all works out. I get to wear my brown shoes and I feel, I feel pretty good. I finally, my tie now sits at the, sits at the belt buckle and goes through the back of the loop and I can tie a half Windsor or a Windsor and a half. What do they call this? So half Windsor. Half Windsor. Yeah, a half Windsor. Right? So everything is coming together. Everything's coming together. And I'm feeling okay about um, about my presentation. I've generally been feeling better about my presentation over the last six months anyway. But like to going to a wedding is a whole other is a whole other ball game, right? Yep. I gotta deal a little bit with the with that uncomfortable exchange when people f- see you first after you've lost a great deal of weight, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, oh, it, it's always so the wonderful. same. You look so wonderful, and and yep. well, the retort to that is you also look very wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's weird. Yep, it's weird. So or they want to ask you what you've been doing. It's like, and then you, you know, you say you're saying the same thing twenty times. Well, not only that, I can't explain to people that that I don't eat for five days on some weeks. Yeah, well, it's like people. Oh, what did you do? Because everybody thinks it's a diet. It's like it's like no, I just cut shit out. You know, that's, it's like, and that's what I say is I yeah. cut shit out. I cut shit yep. out, and 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 the look on everybody's face is is they're so perplexed that it's so simple. Yep. But but re- in reality, it is. It is. So that's so so I overcome that aspect of the of the um 
of 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 the obstacles that typically bother me. But I still have to get there, right? That's like another practical yep. impediment. I'm going to be drive. Do I drive myself? Do I take an Uber? Oh, it's a fifty dollar Uber. I call my brothers to bring me, um, but then that's at 20 minutes out of their way and adding on time. And, you know, I'm trying to come up with cutting deals, you know, if you pick me up on the side of the road, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> but both of my brothers are, are, are very gracious in that sense. And, and we've talked about this before that, you know, driving a half an hour to the movie theater was no was commonplace for the DeSantis family growing up. So swinging, you know, swinging you out to JFK airport is no problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my brothers grow up with the same mentality. So they, they do the same thing. It's and a Jersey mentality, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I make the, I make the plans. I make the coordinations. Josh is going to come pick me up. That's going to be great. No problem. And uh, he says, are you bringing a date? Stressor number two. Stressor number two, which <laughs> is also a very peculiar, pe- pe- peculiar question coming from my brother. I would like to think that they know that if I'm going to show up to a major family function, I would give at least somebody a heads up that I am bringing Ange 2.0. Yeah. Ange 2.0. Right? Yeah. Right? Now, there's a little bit less involved here. So there's not a lot of kids involved, right? It's a wedding, so there's no kids involved. I think that probably plays into, you know, my my decision to, to put everybody on notice. Right. If I'm going to show up to to a family function with a date, you know, I'm going to give my my brothers and sisters the opportunity to prep their kids that somebody new is coming. Yeah. Not the context of their newness, but like we're a very we're a very tribal family. I guess is a pretty good way to describe it. Outsiders throw everybody off. Yeah. Right? You go to my mom's house, you expect to see this combination of people and anything outside of that combination of people is very confusing to everybody involved. Yeah. So, stick to the game plan, right? So, he he says, "Are you bringing are you bringing a date?" And Follows it up by saying, the only reason I ask is, is it, it, de- it determines whether I clean my car or not, which is kind of funny, but he's, <laughs> he's pretty good in those situations, you know? Yeah. He's this is good. Josh. This is Josh. He's pretty good at working that. Um, but, uh, you know, a little bit, I'm, I'm a little stressed because I, I would think that he would know me better than that, than to assume that I'm just going to spring a date on on everybody but in all fairness to him i did spring a date on everybody to his wedding (laughs) (laughs) in all fairness to me it was not my fault i was manipulated into it but nonetheless i did ultimately it was my decision and i sprung i sprung a date to uh to his wedding to him so it's not unprecedented however 
it was a it was many generations ago that that happened. So, um, but just that whole idea of to me, weddings are things you go to with dates. Yeah, they are. I that's why I got sick of going to weddings alone. Like it's like it's miserable. Weddings, it's like, cause you drink. Everybody weddings, you're supposed to be there with somebody. If you're not with somebody, it's like you got a problem. Because it, at the essence of a wedding, it's a celebration of love and relationship. Yep. So this brings me to the second stressful aspect of attending a wedding, and specifically this wedding, because it's a family wedding, and it's it's you know kind of a distant family wedding where I can't be 100% positive that everybody on that side of the family knows that I got divorced. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. totally. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not seeing them enough to, to be like, oh, you'll never guess what happened. And, and, and I'm not doing that anyway. Yeah. There's a, there's a waitress at, at this restaurant that I go to that I don't have the heart to tell her that Ange and I aren't married. <laughs> Every time I go in there, she asks, how is your wife? Yeah. And I say, good. Because while she's not technically my wife, she is still probably technically good. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't break it to her. So I'm certainly not going to break it to, you know, family members at a, at a family wedding. But I'm assuming that everybody knows at this point my dad has had at least conversations with with his brothers and sisters and they do that catch-up thing you know hey what's new around the family oh so-and-so had a kid blah 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 blah. um but even if they know it doesn't make it any better or easier yeah yeah right here's what i do have going for me in this situation is that by orders of magnitude my situation is less than my cousin Jason's, who is the is the cousin who is who is the same age as I am. He also got married around the same time that I got married, maybe a little before, and also got divorced around the same time I got divorced. There's two things you need to know about Jason. Is that there uh, is a mayoral race out there that doesn't know he is a candidate of. <laughs> and two, he has a kid. So on that side of the family, he he's a little bit he's a little bigger presence because that is his core extended family. Yeah. His his mom and dad were divorced. My my uncle and 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 Jason's mom were divorced, and on his mom's side, I don't think he has any any cousins so so th- these are the aunts and the uncles and the cousins that he is the the central player in in that play right he's very close with with all with that extended family so uh, his story is a little more on front street because of circumstances and because he is kind of like a showman and he's willing to put his you know his story on front yeah, street yeah he's inviting it Yes, correct. So I'm a little... It, the situation's a little easier because all I have to do is get through the wedding. And and then that's it. You know? Yeah. I gotta, go, I gotta find my seat. I gotta eat. Maybe I take off a little early. 
no worries. Because I know Jason is going to 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 make sure that the spotlight shines on him when it comes to uh comes to the the cousin part of the family. Um the other thing I have going for me here is that Josh is Josh is 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 a lot better with extended family than I am. I like to think I'm much better with immediate family. Yeah. But he is by far more equipped to handle these casual familial relationships. Those extended family values seem to be a little more important to him. Um, When I was growing up, Josh attached, he identified more with the with the Italian culture of my family. The family's three quarters Italian. Okay. But I don't know if I was more intuitive or if I was more observant or if people just flat out told me. But my my mom's mom really de-emphasized and her family really de-emphasized the Italian culture in their heritage. <laughs> they were American. Yeah. Because her, her father was an immigrant. Yeah. He didn't want to be Italian. He wanted to be an American. That's why he came here. And he learned English. And, you know, he, 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 he fostered those values. You know, we're talking turn-of-the-century values. My, my grandmother's born in the, in the 20s. She was born in the Great Depression. So she had some of that, right? She really didn't didn't hold on to the old world values because they weren't passed on to her. But she did have some aspect of that culture, and my dad's side of the family certainly did. Josh gravitated to that a little more. He found a lot of value in in that, uh, you know, in that family dynamic, in that culture. So extended relationships really seem to appeal to him. Either that or he just does a really good job of of towing the family line. Because he will occasionally go to dinner with this set of cousins and he'll keep in touch with them. Like, he has all their phone numbers. I don't have their phone numbers. He knows what he's doing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I and I thank him for that. I don't know if I've ever personally thanked him for that, but I will at some point. But I appreciate it because it takes some of the pressure off of me of having to... To either be involved in that or or lead the charge, because I'm the oldest cousin in both sides of the family, maybe that responsibility would fall on me to some extent to kind of keep things going. But it doesn't, and I don't. So um, Josh picks up that mantle. So I know he's going to be there, and I know he's had conversations. Because the biggest problem I have with these with these family dynamics is that there's shit that I probably should know that I don't know that's too late to ask. Like, what my cousin does for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's too far gone. Correct. Correct. Where my cousin lives. What my cousin's daughter's name is. (laughs) 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 These are things I know, but I'm not super confident in, so I don't engage in the conversation surrounding those topics therefore 
my my knowledge base is not reinforced. You know exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. You feel me. So I between my cousin Jason stealing this the the divorcee spotlight, and then my brother Josh being the link between these other family units, I, I feel comfortable enough that I'm gonna be able to slide under the radar. The one instance I didn't want to slide under the radar was uh, seeing my Uncle Don, who lives in, in, in Mexico, because for the last four or five years, I've had this tremendous guilt because I didn't talk to him at my sister's wedding for no other reason than I was nervous during the wedding because I performed the wedding ceremony. Um, I was drunk at the wedding <laughs> and I was hung over the next day in addition to dealing with, with a whole plethora of personal issues that Ange and I were dealing with at this time. It was like at the, the peak yeah. of, of our issues, those three practical elements prevented me from, from having conversation with my uncle Don and I, I felt bad about it for for a couple of years, I was like, oh, man, I didn't even, you know, I sat with him for two minutes and, you know, I really didn't even have any conversation. It was real awkward, like, so what's new? Oh, nothing. What's new? Oh, nothing. So I was like, ah, I'm I'm better than that. I'm yeah. better than that. I'm going to see Uncle Don. I'm going to see what is going on. So I got to talk to him for about 45 minutes, which was great, which 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 lifted the the veil of, of the cloud the cloud of self-inflicted guilt on me um so i'm a free bird now it's all good after this because whatever happens at the wedding i've done the one thing i i, I i've i've wanted to to uh sort of looking for not reconcile yeah i guess the one yeah. one one relationship i wanted to revisit the one mistake i wanted to reconcile yeah so I do that. Perfectly fine then, term. And that's it. I'm I'm comfortable. Until my cousin Jason decides that it's his responsibility and his place at this wedding to point out to not only me and him, but to everybody else that we come into contact with. That we are the black sheep of the family because we are divorced. <laughs> oh, Jason was telling everyone that? Yes. Yes. So he's airing your shit without your approval. And dragging me down to his level and assuming that we're the black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> this is a family whose who's, uh, matriarch and patriarch were uh, estranged for many, many, many years and had a very rough relationship. So it's not like divorce is is foreign to this family. It's not like we're some, some uh, you know, we're held in high regard by the Catholic Church and we never speak of such things. His dad was divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not... It, one, it's not an uncommon element in our society, and two, it's it's not an uncommon element in in this particular in your family, family so, which is was pioneers in it. Correct. Yeah. Which I don't understand why that makes us black sheep, but he he feels the need to point this out. Not just once, 
Not just twice, but multiple times through the night. At one point, I believe he even gave a toast to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I muscled through. I, 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 I plowed through much through the help of, of uh, vodka and grapefruit juice. But I, <laughs> I, I muscled through. And the wedding is coming to an end. It was it was a nice, it was a rather small wedding. Probably a hundred people was inside. Um, the wet the ceremony was outside. the The reception was inside. Um, there was some dancing. There was your typical dancing, which I would have normally engaged in, but you know, I just kind of stood off to the side and talked to, you know, my mom and a couple cousins and you know, an uncle here and an aunt there. Just to, you know, I I did enough social social uh interaction to kind of you know make it worthwhile to make it worthwhile but after the wedding they uh the bride and the groom had or the 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 groom had texted my brother josh and said hey listen here's you know here's what's going on there's a uber uh code in case you guys wanted to uber to the wedding um and then there's going to be a bunch of people hanging out at the hotel afterwards if you want to go back and hang out and so my brother passed along that information i think mostly over the uber um code but you know just to kind of to say hey listen we're invited to whatever blah 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 so as the wedding is starting to to die down i'm thinking nobody here is going to go back to this after party because yeah. Jeremy and Melissa had left the wedding early at this point. I know Josh and Michelle aren't going to go to the go to the after party, and my cousin. I had another cousin there and her husband. Um, I think they might have even left early, but I feel this obligation to go to this after party. It's on my way home. It's like it's it's literally on my way home. I have to pass the hotel to get there, and then from the hotel to my house is not a bad Uber ride. So if I can get somebody to drop me off, it's going to work out fine. So the only other person who's in play here is um, is my cousin Jason, who who's who is at the wedding. Um, <laughs> he's at the wedding. He wore a he's 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 in pretty good shape. I would guess if I had to guess without disparaging him in any way that. He he definitely works out a lot. I'd imagine he probably has Jason. Some type this is of, yeah. He probably has some type of supplement that he that he works out with. He's 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 in awfully good shape for a forty four year old dude. Yeah, but he's got a tuxedo on with no tie and an open shirt and and shoes and no socks. But the shoes are uh, they look like ruby slippers, but they're black. <laughs> patent leather no 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 like sequency oh they're sequins like actually like the ruby yes, slippers but they're black and that's that's jason that's jason's style um and i i have on a seersucker jacket and and a pair of blue pants right so it's almost like it's almost like we're uh you know with the mad magazine when you folded the Mad Magazine, yeah, 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 two different pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. Um, but I, I don't necessarily know if 
if I want to go to the after party with Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Because I only want to go and I want to make an appearance and I want to see the two cousins who are the brothers, the groom and the best man. And because they live relatively close and I know I never see them and I have never met the bride at this point. Um, But I decided to bite the bullet, make sure the party's still going on. And I asked Jason uh, if he's going and can I get a ride? So he gives me a ride and he he tells me kind of his his whole tale um and he got divorced and so much so that he told me so much of his story i i was worried that at some point the conversation was going to to come down you know it was going to fizzle out and then yeah. i'd have to be like okay well here's my story but that's not a concern with jason because he just plows right through so i got i got the main plot i got subplots i got prequels i got sequels i i he covered every aspect of his now um of his now um ex-wife's life with him and her life with her new husband and (laughs) his kid and their dynamic and how they work going to ice cream after soccer practice and the whole deal so I'm yeah. spared of having to I'm spared of having to to you know to spill my guts. And um we get to the the hotel and and he kind of pulls over and I'm like, "You coming in?" He's like, "Oh no, I got I got a conference call with with the German Shark Tank tomorrow. I got to get up <laughs> early." And I didn't even ask. I just said that. German okay. Shark Tank. I said, "Very good, man." Have a great, have a great night. Thanks for giving me the ride. So I go into the hotel and it's basically like, it's a courtyard. So there's no real bar. There's just the place where they serve breakfast that has some alcohol behind the counter. Yeah. And there's a couple other people in there who are clearly from weddings and they're, you know, kind of dying down and there are various states of dress you know, there's people who yeah. are all formally dressed, and then there's people in their sweats, pants, and whatever. But I, none of these people look like they're from the wedding. So I go to the counter and I ask, "Is this where the so and so party's staying?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we think so." And they look it up, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you're good. Just go back in there." And um, I wait a few minutes. I wait about twenty minutes. Nobody else shows up. I wait about a half an hour. Nobody else shows up. I'm texting Josh. And I'm like, hey, can you look up that address of that hotel? Like, I don't even know if I'm in the right place. (laughs) I'll have a couple drinks. I'm waiting. And then uh, my cousin, the best man, comes in. um, And I'm like, oh, good. We're in the right place. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's on their way. There's there's a shuttle bus. And uh, they'll be here in a minute. So I chat with him for a few minutes. And then the bride... And the groom come in, and they're still all decked, but um, I hadn't met the bride yet, so I need to meet, introduce myself to the bride. But at this point, it's, you know, probably a dozen vodka cocktails into the evening, and I'm a little tired, and I'm a little bored, and I'm kind of now just meeting obligations. So I chatted for a while, and had some pleasantries and made myself seen 
and had a cocktail or two and then uh and then took off got an uber back home and went to bed i was probably in bed by twelve thirty or so which isn't too bad for a yeah for, for a full evening uh so i survived so i survived all my uh all my clothes were intact i didn't uh i came home i hung my my sport coat and my pants up you know that's always a big thing yeah it is a big thing when you come home and you Need to make sure everything's all right, you know. And uh, you know, got up the next morning and wasn't uh, wasn't too worse for wear. I think I actually had an obligation that I that I tended to. So uh, so I survived. I made it, and uh, and uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, but the good news is that's the last uh, cousin wedding that I am obligated to go to. And perhaps the last wedding in my foreseeable future. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking about when I'm going to go to the next wedding. You know, I have the, a who, feeling I'm supposed to go one soon. Nobody in my family, because we were the youngest people in the family. My yeah, side. Okay. You know? What about so, law school friends? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. You know, I went to... Abby and Monty's a few months ago. I have a feeling there might be another one that might be in line for me, but I'm not sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about it. Because weddings are, you know, they're kind of fun when it's all friends. Yes. And, and, and I would have been looking forward to it much more if it was your wedding or Drew's wedding. Um... I think that those are the only two guys who. As you name the people, I will never get married. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdos who are never in relationships. Um, I, that oh Cooper, yeah, Cooper's gonna get remarried. Oh uh, well, he's got like a super young lady, right? Yeah, who knows? It, I, I get so uncomfortable when he shares that information that. I kind of tune it all out. If he's still dating the doctor, yeah, um, then yeah, she seems to be pretty young. So, um, who knows? Who knows? I, I I'm no gonna guess if no one knows. I'm gonna guess if he got married, I probably wouldn't be invited. I don't. I wasn't invited to his first wedding. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh yes, I was. Okay, you think no? No, I did. It was um, it was in um. At uh, maybe Arid Evans Lodge up in Syracuse. Okay. It, it it was one of those places that was like uh, it had a bunch of it wasn't like a sit down hall. It was a it was like a restaurant with a bunch of different rooms. And you walked uh, you know from room to room. There was the hors d'oeuvre station. There was the bar. You could sit and eat. And the reason I do remember going there was because I uh, lifted. Um, Alan Cooper, Adam's father in oh, okay. uh, the Havana Gila. <laughs> I was assigned to his chair. Good times. Yeah. So maybe I will get invited to a second one. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. So, uh, so that's it, man. That was my traumatic, traumatic experience that ended up being a lot better. Uh, yeah, it didn't sound it like terrible. Sound like no. you, you acquitted yourself well. Yeah, I did. I, I, uh, I, I, you know, like most things in life, I, 
the buildup was a lot worse. Yes, it's always the the nervous anticipation. Correct. Correct. Um, And then at one point, I realized that that people, most people were probably more interested in the bride and groom than were interested in me. Yeah, it's all, it's not all about you, Sam. (laughs) I know that's a tough thing to adjust to, but that's Uh, track to life. Right before we take the, uh, the stage at Guy's wedding, um, Ben Cook leans over to me and says, I'm really glad you're here. Because people will probably be paying attention to you. Because if you weren't here, everybody would be paying attention to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not the bride and groom, Ben? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, them too, but mostly me and you. (laughs) Oh, Ben Cook. That's a wedding that I I don't have to block off on the calendar, that's for sure. Who guy? Ben. Ben. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so it's you, Ben, and Drew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might need to block a guy wedding off the calendar, right? Uh, I would imagine that I'd have to block a guy wedding yeah. on the calendar, yeah. I would go this time. You should. Last time I was on my way out, I was in Europe. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think yeah. I'm going to pass on that But one. I'll go this time. You know? Yeah. And I, I, and in retrospect, it was all right I missed the last one, because... Well, we don't need to go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, on that note. <laughs> with apologies to Guy and his first bride. Yeah. We will see you guys next week. All right. I still love you stuff for now. Mm-hmm.